All right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all are not this is ready. Uh, black. But y'all better get ready. Table. Table. Read. Uh. Yeah. Let's go. Black Table Read. We the team to get you focused. We the hottest. We the baddest. We the boldest. Turn up the volume. It's your people. Yeah, you know this. Young black artists in the fold. Yeah, we own it. Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. What's going on, beautiful people? Hope that all is well with you on this beautiful Tuesday, which we are dropping this week's episode two from season two. (laughs) What's going on, y'all? This is Lydia Iku, the queen of shade. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Jarius Clyde, Mr. King Petty himself. Y'all, it's been a wonderful week already. But you know, it's it's just listen. I don't know if y'all was as hype off that theme song. But look, look it, that that theme song. That was a fun hot one. hot fire. Look hot fire. <laughs> <laughs> what DJ Khaled had <laughs> another one. Look another one. Man. Now we got to do a now we got to do a full version now. Oh, we absolutely. Gotta, we we got to do a full version. It's just oh, absolutely. It's just it's, just, it's, it's got to come out. It's gonna happen. Y'all, I, I, I have been, I've been so, I don't know about Lydia or you guys, but I've been in a really good place lately. I don't know mm. what it is. Um, That's God, boy. Oh, you know, me and my mom were just talking about that too. Because uh, so much has, has changed in my life recently. And I can be transparent. So recently I, I, uh, I had a breakup that I've been with somebody with for, I'm a little over two and a half years, and it has been interesting to get over. Mm. Uh, but I've kind of gone back to basics uh, in terms of my spiritual health and growth, my mental health. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just telling a friend who's also kind of going, who's actually going through the same thing with a breakup and everything. And I, you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that talks about, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. And I always thought growing up that meant you have to be with somebody. It has to be a romantic partner because you're not supposed Mm. to be alone. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily specifically go into detail about that. It just says it's not good for man to be alone. People try to couple that with the scripture that talks about, uh, you know, when a man finds uh, a woman, he finds a good thing and all that. Amen. They couple those together, which is true. Uh But what I've discovered in my own journey recently is community is the key. The the man the 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 it's not good for man to be alone is that we all need each other. We're yeah. all interconnected and that's kind of what I've been feeding off of is talking to my friends, you know, interacting with Lydia and being a creative and all this type of stuff. And I've generally just been looking around and it's like I have so much to be thankful for. So it's it's good. So hopefully you guys can tap into something like that. If you are going through something, nine times out of ten, I I I'm telling you from experience, somebody else is going through it. And when y'all come together with that thing and work it out and pray over it and talk about it, everybody kind of leaves just a little bit better. So that's my advice for y'all. It's look, it's not even BTR, but they it ain't even your, BTR look, yet. Look, look, that's your pre <laughs> that's your pre BTR moment right there. <laughs> That's that pre-workout kick in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, man. that's awesome. That's awesome, though, because 
Breakups are never easy, especially, oh, no. you know, long-term situations. They're not easy at all. And, you know, I know you and I, I know oh, that yeah. you, you will, you, you have bounced back. It, there, there's no, there's no setback with this. So no. only forward, only, only forward. Fo- moving forward. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited for today's show. I, I, I'm, I am it, too. It, it, you know, this is good. It, it's, it's going to be one. Of course, it's going to make you think, but it, it's just going to shed some light on some stuff that you look at. And it's like I, I, I've noticed that. I've noticed that. All right, so if everybody uh, who has been keeping up with us, or if this is your first time, you know that this is our black top. This is kind of where we talk about it all, uh, whether it's stage, film, TV. We try to stay away from politics as much as possible, but, you know, it happens. It happens. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Lydia, what what we got? What we got today? Well, we're not staying away from politics just yet. <laughs> <laughs> This first story. (laughs) No, so this story is actually covering uh, Will Smith and Antoine Fuqua's project, Emancipation. So they were filming it here in Georgia. And, you know, just for the premise of what it's about, um, this about the revolution and where we were as a country during that time of which the emancipation was, you know, written up signed and put into effect but because of our wonderful legislators lawmakers Mm -hmm. governor they have made the decision to take their project out of georgia and if you all followed on our last episode we talked about how that was probably going to be a thing against the entertainment industry that because there are so many shows and so many movies that are filmed here in georgia Again, when you see that peach at the end of the productions, with this voting law, it's taken all of that away. And it's taking away dollars. It's taking away jobs. So here we are. Another project being pulled out of Georgia. And just to quote what, what they said, said, at this moment in time, the nation is coming to terms with its history and is attempting to eliminate vestiges of institutional institutional racism to achieve true racial justice. We cannot, in good conscience, provide economic support to a government that enacts regressive voting laws that are designed to restrict voter access. The new Georgia voting law is reminiscent of voting impediments that were passed at the end of the Reconstruction to prevent many Americans from voting. Regrettably, we feel compelled to move our film production work from Georgia to another state. You know, and 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 kudos to them. Kudos to them. Big kudos. It sucks, you know, because now me and Lydia, you know, that's and and not even just me and Lydia. The theater community, both stage, TV, and film. Mm-hmm. That's another like thing that that is taken away from us right so with 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 the pandemic you know it's already been hard like it's been a hard year i just was i've been fortunate enough to have been on the stage after a year back in february you know and i'm have some upcoming projects but one a lot of people don't have that opportunity right now and then a lot of theaters aren't aren't back at all yeah and so if you are a stage actor who has maybe maybe not having any aspirations of doing tv and film you you struggling and if you do dabble in both 
right now, TV and film is kind of like the only thing that's more stable, you know, because they have the face masks and protocols and that kind of stuff is already put in place. Um, Yeah, I wonder how many uh, I wonder how many dollars these people are uh, okay losing uh, before they like, oh, maybe I should (laughs) maybe we should revisit this. I mean, and just goes to what you said last episode about, you know, people being uncomfortable with this thing, with this law. Mm -hmm. And I was just thinking about it of if you're not ticked off at the fact that this law is a thing, black, white, Puerto Rican, yellow, purple, blue, green, the rainbow. If you are not upset at the fact that this is in black and white, signed in blue pen, if they know what to do with paperwork, then it's almost just to say what is really going to make you uncomfortable. And for these men who were in this room to have to witness history, even going all the way to arresting a legislator who just knocked on the door. All she did was knock on the door to say, oh, I want to see this as well. Protesting against it, but she was like, you know what? I just want to see with my own two eyes just to see if this is really Mm going to happen. And they arrested her. Yeah. You know, she got out. Even uh, Senator Warnock came all the way from D.C. to come and get her out. But it's just stuff like that to where it shows where where this country is. It's not to say that we're not in a good spot as far as togetherness, because it's not impossible for us as citizens, each each color, doesn't matter, to come together and make a change. There is some change happening, but when you got something like this, when it literally is just people being butthurt over the fact that we we used our right to vote to get some to get these people in office, not even just about Biden. We're talking about everybody mm-hmm. that's in office now. It's like if these people literally knew how it really felt to be discriminated against, yeah. they would crouch. And it's yeah. it's so disheartening yeah. to be like, this is what y'all had to go yeah. through. This is what this is the lengths that you wanted to go at to to hold other folks back. You already have, you know, enough older folk who didn't even want to vote in that. There were record breaking numbers this election. Yeah. White, black, everybody, young folk, old folk, people all in between people getting on commercial buses to go to these polls to make it happen. So it's almost just like, it makes, it makes them look silly because we already were having plans. We were me. We were part of these uh, relief groups that were, going ahead and bringing snacks and bringing waters and doing all this. Y'all can go ahead and write it down. It's fine. We'll be a block up still giving snacks and waters yeah. to people. If y'all want to have it to be yeah. where, Oh, it's only two machines working this. That's fine. We'll wait because it's mm-hmm. my right to go and vote and we yeah. shall do this. But just on the case of, mm. you know, these productions leaving the state, I just hope that it, it's almost as to say, like we said, kudos to, you know, Will Smith and his team for you know taking that 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 step i just hope that it doesn't just stray away onto everything just because for us as artists it definitely does put us in a damn spot of oh where the work gonna go but we're in the south we gonna gonna have we go we gonna have to travel to the work if and i mean listen and it's not like we haven't before i mean just the southeastern region as a whole like there there are a lot of productions that are here in the state of georgia but if you're represented here, you can go anywhere. We can go all the way to Florida, yeah. North Carolina, South Carolina, Louisiana, 
Yeah. Text like Southeast region. I mean, it's. It, I'm gonna have to go hit up that uh hit up that New York and okay. LA office as things come, okay. come the worst. <laughs> so that's that's where that is. Jarius, what you got? Give us give us some light. Uh, give us well, I can give us some light. <laughs> well, uh I'm I'm actually curious about this. This is actually my first time hearing about this. So uh there is a new show uh that is about to come to stars called run the mm-hmm. world uh this is my first time seeing it i haven't i i got a chance to see the trailer it actually it's looks pretty cool nice. so it's it, it's almost like a uh a star's version of insecure in a sense it's like i'm like okay i, I could see it i could see it but the cool thing that i liked about this was that uh the executive executive producer um is gonna be Yvette Lee mm-hmm. Bowser, who is the creator of Living yes. Single. Uh, and Living Single is like one of those things I can watch cleaning my house. I wanted to be uh, on that show. So I can just bad. watch, just, just, just. <laughs> oh you know, uh, I and it's crazy because I always said I liked, I like having witty mm-hmm. banter, especially if I'm like dating somebody or anything. And I like that type of energy between Max and Kyle all the time. Oh. That was always yeah. my like go to. It's like if we can't do that, I want <laughs> it. I don't want it. Uh, but basically, it, uh, run the world is a story of a group of black women. Let's let's put emphasis on that: black women, vibrant, fiercely loyal best friends who work, live, and play in Harlem. Come on, Harlem. Yeah. That look. That's enough. That's it for me right there. Because so many times people focus on the. The LA scene, or like if it is New York, it's like Manhattan. It's like y'all know, or you know something. But Harlem is is such a vibrant Harlem. place as well. Yeah. So Harlem, uh, as they strive for world domination, at its core, it's an unapologetically female show about the friendships and not only surviving but thriving together. Yeah. And I think that's very important be- because so there's another show that's on the BET network. <laughs> uh, and it's not my favorite show it really is not I can't watch it without critiquing mm-hmm. it every so often <laughs> um, because the writing doesn't lend itself at least not from what I've seen to that type of empowering thing I feel like this is like I say of course there's strife in every friendship relationship yeah. whatever but the thing about living single that made it so attractive is it, it didn't put us in a light where we were all just loud and, out, out, you know, out there. Like, uh, why can I think of? Khadijah was owning a magazine, a magazine yeah. you know, regime working. You know, but you had these these women who came from different walks of life, but collectively were just powerhouses and and knew each other whereas the show on BET I was like y'all just it's just it's just all over the place <laughs> and the writing I feel like the the writing also doesn't lend itself to a female voice mm. Mm. that that's the thing I as 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 a man especially a black man I can't write certain stuff unless I have consulted right. uh black women to be like, hey, I need to understand X, Y, and Z because I don't have 
I have I don't have the credibility or credentials to write this mm-hmm. effectively without someone's help. And I think that's what's lacking in that BT show that I won't name. <coughs> <laughs> But it's the opposite of brothers. That's all I'm going to say. It's the opposite of brothers. I can't with you. So <laughs> so be on the lookout for that. Uh, run the world. I think it drops. Actually, season premiere is Sunday, May 16th. So if you have a stars account, <laughs> look that thing up. That if not, you know, I might. I might let y'all, you know, use my little oh, login so y'all can watch it. Let me hop on that. <laughs> just episode one. Look, just episode one. After that, I can't help you. I can't <laughs> help you. <laughs> All right. What else we got? Lee? Well, just to give, um, just some, pay some respects real quick um, to the legend, to that dog, to that, that, <laughs> that bad man, DMX, y'all. Um, you know, he did yeah, pass yeah. on us. We did cover him in last episode as well when we first heard the reports of him being in the coma, being in the hospital, um, after having mm. a after having a cardiac arrest. But yes, he has yeah. since passed on. And, you know, we we know all too well that when an artist that we love dies, you know, passes on, it's like I for me, I just go into instant like celebratory mode and just play everything Mm -hmm. like i did the same thing when nate dog passed i i couldn't play regulate more and more than i ever had and i did the same thing like there's a playlist on spotify oh this is dmx and it literally played everything i had the listen windows down it was it was lit it was lit look I found me a little playlist on Spotify. This is why I love Spotify. Spotify will give you stuff for yes. free. I pay, I, I I pay for mine just because yeah. I, I <laughs> like having the ability to skip songs right. and go whatever. But like literally they have this is they have a thing like this is that artist. And so I I listened to the DMX playlist that they put together. And there were songs I had I'm not a I've never dived into DMX like heavy, heavy. Like of course I listened to the popular mm-hmm. songs and whatnot. Uh but there was like this one song that I'd never heard, and I was like, "Ooh, like that? That's that's going on right. something at some point. I don't know where <laughs> it's gonna go, but it's." Uh, but I, I do think there, we need to celebrate their life uh, and their journey. Um, there, it, it's fitting that right before he died, they had just released the you know Rough Riders uh, bio uh, biography, kind of like. Thing I think it was on BET mm-hmm. at one point, but my mom was telling me about that she had watched it and she enjoyed it. But yeah, uh, so I mean, being definitely being prayer for his family. I didn't know uh, for all my Power fans um, that watched Power Book Two, um, Paige Heard. I didn't know that was his daughter. Yeah, uh, and some of y'all know her from Everybody mm-hmm. Hates Chris, uh, and she also was on the Oval at one point. I don't know if she's mm-hmm. still on there, uh, but yeah, just you know. With with people with public figures, we forget like they are still human. Right. A lot of times, they have families, they have people that love them and care for them. So you know, be respectful, because uh, a lot of people haven't. Me and Lydia were just talking about this, an article that she saw and I saw that even in death, people are still kind of disparaging <laughs> this person's struggle uh, with addiction yeah. and demons, and then on the other hand, you're praising a whole wonderful white man who 
ruled another country. So it's just kind of like, okay, I mean, they're both human. Let's just celebrate their lives right. for who they were and keep it pushing. Um, so yeah, be in prayer for that and whatnot. Uh, what's something else we got? Oh, this. Uh, have you watched this show? What's that? The neighborhood. I I watched a few episodes because you know what I love Cedric the Entertainer, and the man yeah. stays booked. Okay, he really because does, he literally went from he was hosting How to Be a Millionaire, or mm-hmm. is it is that How to Want to Be a Millionaire? I want to be a, yeah. He was hosting that show. One of those yeah. right before Terry Crews was was jumping on that thing, and then he went and did. The show about him being a pastor. Oh yeah, with uh, not is, was it Nisi? It was with Nisi. Um, somebody else. What's her name? Nisi Nash. Was it Nisi Nash? No, it was Cheryl. It was somebody. Oh, okay, I can't think of it. But right good. This God. this show now he's he's married to Deshina Arnold, and mm-hmm. the creator Jim Reynolds has exited as the showrunner. Um, the show has been on for three years on CBS and it's actually the second mm-hmm. most watched show after young Sheldon. So yay for that. Um, yeah, and they have really been, good. they have given, have been given the green light for season four. And he went on to say, I'm very proud of the neighborhood and have given everything of myself over the last three years to make this best show possible. I'm so happy that the show has found such an enthusiastic audience and that it will live on. At this moment, in light of everything going on in the world, I have concluded that I'm not the right person to continue to tell these stories. I'm excited to see the show thrive and wish everyone involved the very best. Now, why would he leave, as you say? I mean, he created the show. It's basically his baby. What happened? (laughs) So... Basically, there were sources that said that there was a leadership change that they were looking upon even before um, Reynolds was looking to leave the show. And it looks like there were complaints from, uh, at one point, there were feedback from two black writers who had recently left the show after finishing up on this past season, season three, and that they wanted to remedy the situation over these past couple of years. Um, but that's saying that there were some race related issues over a period time, a period of time mm-hmm. and that he made the decision to leave on his own, own accord, even though the studio was coming to a conclusion to replace him leading to his exit. So yeah, um, the neighborhood itself, like I said, you got Cedric the Entertainer to Sheena Arnold and it tackles basically, you know, racial issues on screen based on personal experience mm-hmm. that Reynolds had had. It's a sitcom, and it's about this white family that's moving into a black neighborhood in Pasadena, California. And you know, like I said, I've seen a couple of episodes, and it's your your basic like, you know, white family just being like, "Hey, like, how do things work in this neighborhood?" But just think about it, like switching up. It's not your your black family yeah. going into the white neighborhood. It's switched up, the white but you're in Pasadena, and Pasadena, if you've been there before, is beautiful as heck but it's not a lot of us <laughs> not a lot of beautiful yeah. people out there yeah. there are but it's like it's it we're, we're trickled in there we're sprinkled, we're sprinkled in, in for sure <laughs> but um yeah so he's he's since no, exited yeah. and he out he's he's just yeah. said i'm out and i mean yeah if if you realize that you're the problem yeah you should definitely leave. right <laughs> uh and and move on 
but I'm I'm glad that CBS or you know I think yeah CBS and mm-hmm. Viacom um, realize this because the thing that I, I I think after last year, especially in our community uh, here in Atlanta, certain stuff just is not gonna fly anymore. Oh no, uh, it's just it's just not a thing anymore. And and speaking up is it's it's more like I've seen more friends speak up in terms of this is just not what I'm going to accept. Right. I'm I'm just not, uh, especially as a black artist. If you're trying to tell my story or tell a story that reflects me, I need you to hear me and understand mm-hmm. that there are just certain things that just. And so yeah, being being in two kind of black shows in a sense these past two months has been great being around so many black people and artists and having those things that make us so special uh and small idioms within the cast i remember we were working on (laughs) we're working on our show uh back in february and we had we were landing our like ending button and pose Uh and we had tried it a couple times and just could not get it and then we finally got it. And everybody went, oh, oh, like, you know, I had never experienced that in a show like that up until that yeah. point. And it was just like, see, you can't you can't do this with everybody. You can't experience this with everybody, especially if you're the only black person in the cast. Like I am in my current show. <laughs> well, look, it just causes you to just be, you know, that raisin in the oatmeal. But it's okay because raisins can always bring no, that. No, what it causes me to do is call my black friends and say, Y'all wanna come over? I, cook. <laughs> <laughs> I need some blackness. I need, I need, I need, I need it. Come I on need. over. I'll make look, <laughs> I'll make the meatballs, the potato salad, come y'all on, bring salad. some over. Hey, look, come on. I likes to cook and host. Y'all just don't bring that bad hey, energy over here. <laughs> Check that at the door. That. So All right. All right, y'all. Well, that was the black top. We are going to take a quick break, pay a couple of bills, and we'll holler back at y'all with the read. Welcome back, y'all, to Black Table Read. We're going to jump on into welcome it. Back, welcome to back. To the table read, which covers our main topic of the show. And today's topic is the convenience of blackness the convenience of blackness so just to start us off real quick my brother i wanted to give the people the (laughs) definition of said word convenience come on definition according to uh oxford languages merriam webster convenience is a noun and it is the state of being able to proceed with something with little effort or difficulty i.e. the museum has a cafeteria for your convenience. Similar benefit, use, good, comfort, ease, enjoyment, satisfaction. There you go. Convenience. Now. I hope y'all ready. <laughs> now this ain't to, you know, step on Ooh. nobody's toes. This isn't to, you know, hold anybody up as a stick up. This is simply us giving our pieces and getting our pieces. Amen. Hold on. We not sticking nobody up? <laughs> I thought that was... 
We're not holding anybody hostage today. Not hostage, but we're gonna we're gonna hold them up just to just to get, just, right, for, right, just for just for account. Right. Run me them, run right, them pockets, yeah, yeah. run them pockets. <laughs> <laughs> so lead us off, brother. What what's what we talking? All right, oh man, this this topic. Ooh, the convenient. I'm tired. <laughs> I feel like I'm saying you that do. every week. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm tired. That's my look. That's my catchphrase from now on. I'm tired. Listen, when we get this apparel, y'all, y'all, it's be ready. So many buttons, be ready. And, shirts and things. I'm tired. I'm, I'm mainly tired of of the convenience that seems to be us okay. as 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 black mm-hmm. people. It's almost like people who aren't black. Like they like they they like they go into the buffet and they see all these different attributes and things that they just oh I want a little bit of hairstyle like I want a little apparel oh I want I gotta get the swag gotta get two scoops of the swag like mm-hmm. like them uh, oh let me get my walk like them let me get my language like so them. culture vultures and they, yes very mm. much culture vultures and they and they devour this stuff and they take it on and in some cases they repurpose it to look like it's theirs but mm-hmm. it ain't and it and it and it's con, it's a convenience but then you run up on a, a situation where your attraction or your intersection of that and black friends then it's like wait wait but you know maybe maybe not and we saw a lot of this last year uh with BLM mm-hmm. You know these advocates. Oh, I'm yes. I've been in the trenches with y'all, power fist to the air. But then you got ran up on where that was Run challenged, up, and up. then you backed away. And then you backed away. It was like, oh no, no, no. But I, you know, all lives matter. You know, I'm like, damn, you switched up quick. You switched up. Qu- I ain't never seen the somebody turn coat that quick. The switch up, indeed. But that's the thing, though. When when you have the convenience to step yeah. away from these things that you're taking on, that's when I have a problem. Because I don't get to step away. I get to. I have to be in this skin 24-7, 365. Mm-hmm. And I get to have everything that comes with it, the good and the bad. I have to get the looks and the, and the clutched pearls and the moving a little closer to the mm-hmm. edge when I get into certain mm-hmm. spaces. Or I get my name mispronounced when I go on job interviews or I'm on the phone. I don't even want to talk about Y'all, people think my name when I'm on the phone sometimes because I don't think they listen fully, think my name is Jerry. My name is Jerry S. Linda is <laughs> Jerry Linda is a trigger. I'm going to say it one more time. <laughs> Linda is a trigger. I stopped going to Starbucks. I've been stopped going to Starbucks before this even happened. But every time I would go to Starbucks and I would order my order, whatever it was, chai tea latte, little caramel macchiato, little frappuccino with a breakfast sandwich or even a daggone croissant. I would spell out my name, y'all. And as soon as I'm waiting for my meal to appear at the end of the counter, Linda, caramel macchiato. I would Ooh, wait. That that triggered Listen, me just now. <laughs> I would wait until there was probably like three more people that would go and get their their orders. I would look straight at my order. Look, I would see it. it right there. Drink made, mm-hmm. you know, 
breakfast sandwich heated up and everything. I would literally look at it. Lin- oh. Lydia, caramel macchiato, right here. I yeah, can't. You're going to say my I name. cannot. You're going to say I my name. I cannot. But just on the case of what you're talking about, brother, there have been, well, we'll put it in the artist's perspective, entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um, Bruno Mars. I'm just naming off people. Bruno yes. Mars. Gwen Stefani. Justin Timberlake. Madonna. Justin Timberlake. JT. Yeah. All of these people are uh, non-black. Miley, Miley Cyrus. Cyrus. Miley Cyrus. Yeah. All of these people are non-black. Yes. As an artist, we we take the notion of expressing ourselves into a into a light of it's just art. But when you take a culture such as the black culture, the African American experience, mm-hmm. the African experience. I can't tell you how many folks is on yeah. Afrobeat now. Oh, um, when you take cultures such as that, and, and it's it's not even just ours; it's just cultures in a in a whole sense. Asian culture, yeah. Pacific, <laughs> like Indian culture. You know, Indian culture. Speaking of of the of the folks from India and Native American culture. Just putting a feather in your head ain't mm-hmm. going to say, oh, I'm just celebrating them. No, absolutely not. Mm-hmm. There's more to it. Don't do that. But do when that. we speak <laughs> about the convenience of blackness, my mom always used to say, or she'll still say, they want to be black, but they don't want to be black. You want to be black, just how we were talking about earlier about these legislators and the things that they mm-hmm. that they aim to do and try to take away if if they if they had the power to try to take away the vote or take away the power to vote they would but they can't because as a citizen that's what you're born with them just putting it yeah. in, in on black and white it it shouldn't matter because you still have that power to use your right and get to the polls mm-hmm. and all that but we're not talking about that i'm going on to the case of what <laughs> i said about if they knew what it felt like to be discriminated against, that they would crouch. They would be in fetal mm-hmm. position at all times because they wouldn't even know. They'd be in that tornado They position. wouldn't even know. <laughs> Listen, head against the wall, crouch down. They wouldn't even mm-hmm. know what to do because yeah. you have a, a group of people who have to put that sense of separation into it. But until yeah. they see something that's cool, such as, Hip hop, such as box braids, such as bamboo Ooh. earrings, such as whatever it is. Well, the list goes on and on. When yeah. they see these things, they see it as cool. Which, listen, I am one person that I, I I definitely love to look at both sides and just be like, all right, where is the root of the problem? Where is the real uncomfortableness? Where is that? Because mm-hmm. I was talking with somebody about uh, the sense of hair, of black hair, women's hair. Mm -hmm. Now, the person was telling me, okay, you got, you know, the Kardashians. Okay, we'll put them up there. They are Armenian, okay? European country. They are? I thought they were just white women. No, their father Mm -hmm. was um, Armenian. Chris Chris is full white, um, but yeah, their dad was Armenian. But just given in the case of, you know, besides them, you know, dating, marrying black men, whatever else, just on the sense of their style and 
what they've used as far as like when it comes to hair. Kim's had the box braids, Chloe's had the box braids, Cordy's had the box braids. And even if they want to mm-hmm. call it something else, it's like we know what it is. Them, them cornrows, corn you know, but it's almost just the same. Just I guess playing on the the sense of devil's advocate. When you have cuz you have certain folks who we can we can, you know, put them in the position of being like, "Yo, you being a culture vulture like no, nah, but then you have some people that will give homage to the fact that, oh, yes, this is, you know, a fro. I, you know, you, you have mm-hmm. white women who have curly hair, who use Shea Moisture, yeah. you know, and all these products that you think will yeah. be geared to us as black women. But the, these white women, Asian women, whoever has that curly texture can use the same thing because it's for what? Curly, coily, kinky textures. Now... Yeah. When you have that sense of, okay, I just want to use this style and not give the homage to it and just be like, oh, well, that's just box braids. It's fine. And it's just like, but you have some people, some of us, some of us beautiful people who don't want to let go of the fact that it's ours. And I think for me, it's like, if we hold on so much, then it's almost just Mm -hmm. to say, we ain't never going to get past it. We know who started it. We know where the culture, where it is and where it stems from. Yeah. But when you have people who, again, put it in the artist realm, Bruno Mars has a beautiful voice. He has a hell of showmanship. Yeah. And the man can, mm-hmm. he, he's just good. He's good. And if he's any, a good writer. Good writer. And if anything, it's like, He's one of those artists that has no problem being like, yeah, I was influenced by Marvin Gaye. I was influenced by Michael Jackson. I was influenced by yeah. all these people. All these people that have shaped my sound. He'll say that. But yeah. you still have people yeah. who will be like, man, how he going to take that sound? Man, he sounds just like he did. And it's just like, okay. But then you have other people who will go straight into it, like these other rappers and whoever, whoever else, changing the hair, getting grills, and all this other stuff mm-hmm. because they want to be a copycat version. But we got to remember, y'all, this is the industry. And this is what they do. This yeah. is what sells. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a whole yep. bunch of black black oh, yeah. sale. Oh black yeah, sale. that black coin Listen. sales. And I don't think people. I think more people have become hip to it because I remember having this conversation last year with uh, an an artist friend of mine who runs a theater, and they were just trying to figure out what they could do mm-hmm. better and whatnot. And I said, "Well, I said a curse word. I'm not gonna say it, but I said you got to bump mm-hmm. your base." And what I meant by that is you have this core of people who um, are mostly yeah. white. Let's just call it what it is. But you put on certain, and I'm not saying do it as as a money grab, but genuinely doing shows or casting that put us in a decent light, the black folk going to come right. out. I mean, Lydia was in color purple, and I've heard stories of I didn't even see it. I still hear the stories about how dope that experience was, and just I mean, the amount of support y'all had the church folk coming out after after at the Sunday service coming out, and they hats and whatnot, you know. But that's the thing, though. There's a there's a certain naiveness to. People just kind of going, la, 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 la. Yeah, I mean, I don't see color. And it's like, no, 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 no. I, I need you to see this in all mm-hmm. its shades. 
because there's some things you just can't ignore. And and the root of all this is 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 racism. It just is. Like racism is is that is is in the Dana of of as as my mama say, is in the Dana. <clears throat> it's in the Dana, especially in our yeah. country. It's in the Dana of, of civilization, but it's so ingrained in us. Uh, we saw this back in the day with you know with Mandingo fighting back in the day. These people putting us against each other just to make money and the cotton, you know, and so it just the black body, the black experience is is valuable in so many different ways, and people come into it and and almost strip it and then try to manufacture sure. it into something something completely different. And like Lydia said, pe- people have this convenience of of wanting to be black until it's time to be black. Until you have to we say, "Hey, I need you to come, hey you over there uh that's been, you know, up, supposedly standing with us. I need you to come march with me uh this weekend." But I I can't, no no no. I have brunch I, with mom. If, if you don't No, no, no. if you down for the cause, I need you to talk to your peoples. Talk you know, and 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 this actually brings me to uh to a question that I was going to ask mm-hmm. you, minority advocates. Yes, sir. So, minority advocates. How does it truly work, and do people know how to do it? Well, give give your give your explanation of minority advocate, and so the folks will know. What we when I'm saying minority advocates, I, I'm I'm talking people who are standing in the gap, standing beside mm-hmm. us to make sure we're getting equal pay, we're getting equal opportunities, we're being showcased, uh, we're being put in positions of power and influence to better progress, not just the black community, but community in general. Uh, I think people's misconception is that you put a black person in power, we only gonna do it for the black people. Uh, Can you say that one more time? And we saw that with Obama. Say that. Oh, they they think that when you put a black person in power, that it's only going to be beneficial to the black people. It's like, why would we do that? And we already have enough against (laughs) us. Exactly. Exactly. Why would we be? Why would ourselves become oppressors? Why? That makes no sense. Why would we put people (laughs) in the position for which we ourselves are born in? Are already there? Born in it, y'all. That makes sense. Y'all don't hear it. Why would that we makes appre- no sense to me. That and, and that was the craziest thing I always used because I was in I was in Bama during the time that uh I think it was his second term. Yes, it was Obama's second yeah. term. He got reelected. And when I tell you I had to go to my room after them results came in, because I was I was gonna get put out of school. Cause I was gonna fight. Yeah. Because just the comments I was hearing. They called that man everything, but, the child of God. but his mm-hmm. real name, but mm-hmm. his name mm-hmm. and his yeah. title, and and most of the reason was like he doesn't care about, he just cares about the black people. It was like this man literally gave us like affordable health care, and he didn't exclude anybody. He said, "Hey, this is for everybody." And so my thing is like going back to the minority advocates because I want Lydia's blood to boil up <laughs> is. I don't think people genuinely know how to do it. I really don't. I I think 
they they have friends and whatnot who are of different races, different ethnical backgrounds and everything. And when it comes time to be like, hey, you know, I kind of need your help on X, Y, and Z. They like, I, I don't I don't know what you want me to do. And I'm going to tell you, this is what we want you to do. Use your influence. Use your power. If you are a white individual or even white adjacent <laughs> and you have a sense of influence and power, use it. Because the worst thing you can do is have that influence and still contribute to the problem. Putting in theater terms. If you own a theater, even if it's community theater, and you have never had a person of color touch your stage, but you got black theater Houseway. friends who are amazing, you have a problem on your hands. If your board doesn't have anybody of color on it, you have a problem. You can't effectively be an advocate. You can't put up a damn post uh, on Instagram and Facebook saying Black Lives Matter or we see you, we stand with you during this time. But I'm going to go and cast Hello no. Dolly. Uh, hello? You can't, you can't, and you don't have nobody on staff that look like us. I'm tired too. Now, now we're Look, talking about I'm it. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm tired. Because this is something, and this happened a couple months ago. I, I was on Facebook. I'm scrolling, and there's a theater here in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. It's got that pretty new nice building that's in uh, Dunwoody. You know the one I'm talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, and they had put this, it was on Facebook. They had put their, updated their cover photo. And it was a picture of the previous shows that they had done. You know, like hairspray and uh, Mary Poppins and all this kind of stuff. And I looked at it and I said, "Wait a minute, they ain't got." I must be dreaming because I could have sworn a year ago we had a march, we had a had a a long call for days about some of this stuff. And so I sent it to a friend of mine who knew somebody in the office. And said, "Can you talk to them real quick?" Uh, cause we need, we need some answers. I sent an email. I never got a reply back, but I said, Hey, uh, I know you have such and such on staff and they're a great person to have on staff. Bravo to you. But do you realize like what, what you put out or whoever is in your camp put out and how that looks? And they did it on the start of black history month. That was that was that 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 was the part for me. They did it on the first day of Black History Month. <laughs> and to be for real with you, there are, there's so many non-white folks that don't even know when Black History Month is. So, not not even to give uh, that excuse, for those but who, it's, it's we we look for some of y'all who don't know, it's February. But just know 1st. that Black History is every day. So that part. But too. The, the month the that month they gave they, us that, was was, was February. They they had given to us was was February. The shortest month first. of the year. But we. Listen, days. we're not we're not listen we're not <laughs> looking to be in you know complain mode none like that. It's just to the point of what no, no. the premise is. We tying convenient. Yeah, you pick us. You pick it. You pick it up and you put it down. It's like a toy. You you pick it up. You put it down when it's good for you. When that when that pressure get too hot, 
and y'all and and that essence of being black and this and this also and not to be funny this also goes for my people who are black adjacent I'm sorry did I oh, say Oh no I was I was, I was waiting for say? the next part <laughs> I was waiting for the next part Our people who are black adjacent these are my african descendants my caribbean descendants my even in some terms my uh uh hispanic latinx even mixed even if you mix with a little something but you passing it becomes a convenience for you up until a fault <laughs> y'all lydia is undone there's here. so much to unpack <laughs> It's it really so is. Much to unpack. It really and is. It's, it's. Listen, my father's from Ghana, West Africa, and I went there three years ago now, and was talking with the guy there, and we were we were actually having this conversation about you know music and you know the influence that um, you know Afrobeat has on you know the American consumer, and he goes on to say, well, how is it that you know, over there, it's like you have, you know, certain non-white artists that, or no, I'm sorry. He said how how there are so many artists that just don't stick to one type of genre. And I was like, what do you mean? He was like, okay, so you got rock and roll, you got pop, you got hip hop, you got R&B, you got all these different genres. I said, yes. And he was like, so with Afrobeat though, you know, we, we basically have that, that same sound that same instance. Mm -hmm. So we were at this karaoke bar and I think I sung, um, it was Lauren Hill. And it was the part where it's like, dance on me, dance on me. I know you dance on me, dance on me, dance on me. Now Mm -hmm. that year, this was when Drake sampled that into a song. Mm -hmm. So of course I'm thinking like, oh, okay, they probably know what this is. They had no flipping idea. I knew Lauren Hill, but they were just like, what is this? Some country song came on and they flipped. They literally were like, ah. And I was just like, how is it that y'all don't know too much about Lauren Hill, but y'all know everything about this? I still don't even know who the artist was, but they they went off. They knew every single word. But the it's probably Tim McGraw. It, it might have been. You know what it might have been. But just given the the long story short, his whole thing was that he would rather give more instance to rock and roll to all that because that's what shaped our sound of hip hop mm-hmm. R&B soul. Yeah. And I said, "Well, actually, <laughs> when you think about it actually. and when you know about it, um a lot of that music stemmed from blues which came mm-hmm. from us, came from like the backwoods of the backwoods of mm-hmm you know, black artists who more than likely wrote said songs, but had white managers or had a white friend or, or another white artist amongst them that was just like, oh, I like that sound right there. And the next thing you know, he's in the next juke joint, the next bar and the next town over. And then he's able to cut that record and get set premise mm-hmm. off of it. Yeah. So that part, I mean... but just, just given on the mm-hmm. essence of, you know, black adjacent. 
I mean, he's just <laughs> being African American, but having like that actual essence of being an African American, having an African father, American mother. I see the difference all too well between mm-hmm. my my Ghanaian folks and coming here and talking with American friends and family. And it's like, it really rubs me the wrong way sometimes when my African friends will just like, like they'll go in about something. And it's just like, what? Like police brutality there versus mm-hmm. here, it's not the same. Mm-hmm. If anything, over there you got police officers that walk around with AK forty sevens, but they can they yes. can have just do against a citizen. Like they will actually like fight, <laughs> and you know. But that's just in like some parts yeah. of it. You still have some countries that their police officers are are not. They're not. Mm. My whole thing is y'all stop feeling like you you know because you have this skin. It's like, but you're still separate. That's what it's. That's what is already embedded in us to feel like is already right there. to make it feel to make it feel like oh well, I'm already this. I'm from this island or whatever, so I'm already different. It's just like no. If anything, they're still gonna look at you as the same. And when you yeah. try to take yourself out of it, but then when it's like said, say for instance, like an artist is discriminated against, then y'all want to jump on and just be mm. like yeah 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 that's my brother that's this this that. But then when it's mm-hmm. when it's a different narrative, it's just like, well, nah, like let's let's give no, premise to, to, to my Latin brother. And it's just like, how are you gonna look, choose? Look, let's talk about it. How? Because <laughs> you have that you have that ability to choose. I'll never forget, and and I'm so glad I grew out of this. I used to break down my bloodline. Uh it was like you know, like where you had to talk about, well, I'm a this, this, and this, and I have this uh-huh. in my and I remember like Growing up, it's like, well, you know, my last name is French, and you know, I'm French mm-hmm. descent. You know, I'm also Creek Indian, and you know, this, that, and the third. It was like, I ain't chopping, screwing myself right. like that. I'm black. I'm black. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. When I walk down the street, people can see what I am. You can hear what I am. Like, I have that essence. Yes, I have this lineage that may have just like most of us have some quarter or something that's non-white or anything, I mean, non-black or anything. But my essence is still what I mm-hmm. present and I have to advocate for it in a sense. And I was sharing that with uh, the cast that I was working with this weekend on Once on this Island. I I was in college and I had a professor was telling all of us, but I took it more heart to heart because <clears throat> this is also around the time that Trayvon Martin mm-hmm. was killed. That as an artist, especially in the classical realm, I could not be vocal or I should not be vocal on social media about social issues. Basically shut should up and sing. Not com- <laughs> the shut up and yeah, dribble I should effect. just not comment yeah. about it because if somebody saw it, they would think I was unhirable or I was too had too much of a con you know granted he's talking to a whole class about this but you're you're telling a black man a young black kid that wears a hoodie religiously like i wear a hoodie in the summer if i'm in my house i a hoodie and shorts if i'm in my house i took that as i couldn't be black 
I couldn't I couldn't say certain things. So I I stopped correcting people with my my name. Um and things like that. I didn't say certain things. I didn't, you know, I roll up to rehearsal, I turn my music down if I'm riding through, you know. Nowadays, you gonna catch you gonna catch this vibe. I got I got the windows down, I'm bumping the next <laughs> look. Your next time, you know, we we vibing. Yeah. But it's because and it's not to be disrespectful to anybody or make anybody uncomfortable. I'm living my truth. You know, a lot of a lot of people get to live their truth with no consequence, with no interference. And then again, they get to pick up, play for a little bit and put it back yeah. down. You know, and we don't we don't have that opportunity because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter what I present to you. I could be the nice black guy. I could be the thuggy black guy. I could be the guy who don't talk or the guy who talk too much. You're going to have your own assumptions anyways. And I we recently just saw this um, with, I don't know if you've seen the video of the active duty uh, military guy who was, threatened to be executed and pepper sprayed and they threatened his military career. Yeah, go watch that video if you have not. Trigger warning, though. It is very triggering. I I watched it in passing and I didn't mean to, but dude was active duty. His dog was choking in the back of his car and he was trying to do something. They pulled him over and they got guns drawn on him. Man, they pepper sprayed this man, threatened his military career if he tried to... uh, Reported all that kind of, like just this is all caught on video. Mm-hmm. Body cam. Um, mm-hmm. and again, something like that you can't get past. Right. As a as a as a minority advocate, I hope you are enraged at I'm something. Saying. If you truly care, if you truly care about your black friends, in that that should make you angry. That should make you afraid for them. The fact that I could serve my country actively, even not actively, veteran. My I, my family's full of veterans, um, and my dad. Uh, he don't tell me what he do. I think he a spy guy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, it it makes me so angry that somebody will still flip that and be like, "Well, he did something." This man literally just all he was saying was like, "I'm active duty. I'm trying to get such and such to help my dog." Like, y'all dog lovers should oh, let me not say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tired. I'm, I'm tired. I just want to so exist. Good. I want me and Lydia to be able to exist and th- not even just exist. Scratch that. We're not doing just existing no more. I want us to thrive in the same environment that other people that don't look like us get to thrive in. Be Cool. Equality. And if you feel the sense of, you know, that style is cool, that hairstyle is cool, that swag is cool, all of that, fine, whatever. Because fashion, wear it. Fashion repeats itself every yeah. cycle, every every decade. Like now, it's to the point mm-hmm. where, literally, they're they're the spinning. Like now. the '90s has been here for like. The past yeah. six, seven years. Like if you go into the mall and go in each and all, like all these stores, they'll have a sense of the same kind of fashion. These mannequins yeah. have the same flipping clothes on 
because they mm-hmm. are all getting word from top dolls and at their at the execs saying, "Hey, this is what mm-hmm. we're going to go off of. This is what we talked about in the meeting. This is what we want to showcase." It's going to yeah. circulate. It's going to repeat itself. Just as hairstyles, there's really only so much you can do different. But the yeah. thing is, yeah. If you feel like, oh well, boom, these these braces gonna look cute on me, whatever, whatever, that's fine. But mm-hmm. it's like, if you even want to go into the whole narrative, looking at looking at these artists, if you want to go into the whole narrative of, you want to be the pretty girl, you want to have the long nails, you want to you know talk cute or whatever, you want to you know do all of that, <laughs> you know have the have the inches, all of that. If you want to do that, yeah. that's fine. But don't let it get to the point where somebody points it out to you and be like, yo, you know you, you know you you basically biting off of our sisters over here, and it's just like. What? No, this is me. Has it always been you? Like, Becky? Has it always been you? Cecilia? Has it always been you? Not Becky. And like, Cecilia. has it always been you? But if you, I'm, I'm just saying, Courtney. look, if you're going to step into this, you better be this. That's all I say. Mm-hmm. If you want to step into this, yeah. be this, hold this, and have it, and let it be you if it's yeah. really you. And then if all, all, the, all yeah. the advocates that's out there, just to answer your question, there's a way to do it. Yeah. Using your influence yeah. for sure, and stepping into the shoes of my friend, my friends, my fellow artists are mm-hmm. objected against, and I'm tired of it too. Mm-hmm. If they're tired, I'm tired. If they're sick of it, I'm sick of it. And we want yeah. change. Not even I. We want change because yeah. without everybody, yeah. because at the end of the day, if we all getting cast for these shows, if we all come into rehearsal at the same time, if we're all being called to come and do these shows at the same time, whether it's on stage or on set, mm-hmm. and we're not even going to talk about equal pay and all of that stuff. That's 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 a whole different episode. Mm-hmm. That's a whole nother topic. That's just on the case topic. of treatment, just on the case of when it is convenient, because we 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 can code switch all we want to. Black folk, we can code switch as much as we want I, to. We just we shouldn't, shouldn't have, have to. to. Just like you shouldn't have to want to step into the essence of our black of our of our culture and then be like, oh no, no more. What happened? Where are you going? Yeah. I thought we was no. She you, was with you, us. You, you wanted, what happened? You, you wanted these dollars. Come on, get this black dollar real quick. Now, you want that, right? Yeah. You yeah. want you want all of this? Yeah. You want this oppression? You want this strife? Mm-hmm. You want this hurt? You want these trials and tribulations? Come on, step into it. But don't you don't step anxiety? into the convenience <laughs> of it and then act like, oh, no, 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 that yeah. ain't me. I thought it was you. That ain't what I wanted. That ain't if what you I don't want that, that smoke, I mean. then don't jump into the sauna. <laughs> Period. Not the sauna. And, 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 and it boils down to this, and, and this will be my last thought. Um, to, to be us is not a convenience. To be us is a privilege. I'll say that again for the saints in the back. To be us is not a convenience. It's not something that you can consciously pick up and put down when it feels comfortable. If you're not even be like us, if you're going to stand next to us in the good, you equally have to stand with us in the bad. There's so much that we as a community can offer, and I'm not just talking community as a black community, but as a whole, community is where it's at. That's where the progress is. And you can have disagreements in the community 
and whatnot, but a collective sense of forwardness and unity and equality is key to progression. And I think that's what we lack in a lot of spaces is this is it's a I'm gonna get mine. I'm doing this for me. And it, it shouldn't be like that. There are so many people who don't have anybody right now. And 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 me and Lydia talk about this all the time. JMC Productions has nothing to do with me in a lot of ways. It's 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 a company that me and Laverne created. And it's become so much bigger than we ever thought it would be. But a lot of times I talk about the reach back. I'm an artist that, like, like we're doing uh, a relay race. I'm running, I'm running, and I reach right on back to the same communities that I come from and be like, who's coming next? That's how it should be in all spaces, whether you black, white, Latino, Asian-American, uh, from Ghana, not from Ghana. Like it should be a community that is moving forward for the progression. Because some of us won't live to see the next generation necessarily, anyways. So how do we prepare and set a place for them to where they can thrive in the next wave, and then build upon and build upon and build upon? You can't keep doing the same crap expecting change. In some form, you got to burn it all down and start over. That's just how I look at it. Don't burn nothing, y'all. Like that—that's figuratively right. saying. I don't advocate for arson. <laughs> <laughs> no, but we're gonna bring it right back, y'all, with the BTR moment. Breathe, think, and release. We'll be right back. All right, y'all, welcome back to Black Table Read. This segment is called our BTR moment, Breathe, Think, Release. And it's the segment that, you know, we just like to close the show out with and just give you all, you know, words of wisdom. Um, and also just to give a little bit more of a trickle to everything that was unpacked during the read and also in the blacktop for that matter. So I'll jump on this one. Our topic covered the convenience of blackness and for a lot of folks that are non-black again it's it's to a point where you know you all have that choice of choosing when it's convenient for you to step into whatever culture you so desire whether it be black culture whether it be asian culture whether it be native american culture etc cetera, etc cetera. The only thing that just holds you back from that is losing yourself within that identity from which you are choosing to jump into. Because as soon as there's some backlash that is presented to you, you jump back and you jump out of the fire. It's okay to just be a sense of yourself, whether you are white, whether you are Asian, whether you are black, because there are a lot of folks that are in these set cultures and love to step into something else. Listen, as humans, as citizens of wherever, we practically have that choice, period, to be who we are and jump into something different. It's cool, you know? It's something that you didn't grow up in. You know, it's it's almost like interracial couples. You got the white guy, the black woman, he comes over to her mom's house, she's cooking the good food. He probably didn't get that when he when he's growing up, you know? But 
it's a lot of times when you have that same white guy that can dress like he's coming from Joseph A. Banks versus going into, um, I don't know, saying he's going into like some street store, like whatever that gets, you know, the, the new Jordans or whatever versus like the new duck shoes, whatever it is. It doesn't matter, but it's also just to say, if you want to step into that, then be about it. And when it comes time to be addressed, don't feel like, oh, no, I can't handle this. This You're already here. You might as well step into it and be about it and stick to it. Otherwise, stay out of it. And also to our minority advocates. Again, there is some justification. There is a possibility, just like it's a possibility for all of us to come together to breathe into that change that we see as especially American citizens. If you are not upset at the oppression from which your fellow BIPOC artists, friends, close friends, folks that you even see as family, if you do not feel that fury that they feel, then maybe it's not for you to be an advocate. Maybe it's just okay to just support from the bleachers. You don't have to step on the field. It's okay. But if we call you to it because you say that you are in support, don't step back then because that's when we need you the most. Because it doesn't look like this racism thing is going to go anywhere anytime soon. So you might as well get your bootstraps, your army fatigue pants, and your black paint. Put it under your eyes and let's step onto this field and do the damn thing. Do you want to be down? That's all I can hear in my hair. You want to be down? Oh, Lord. Whew. Jesus. Come on now. This was a good wow. one. We hope yeah. you enjoy it. Get ready. Look, get ready. It's it's only getting hotter on BTR, <laughs> Black Table Read. It's only getting hotter. Um, but you're you're absolutely right. Uh, you, it's As being citizens of the world, we have to stand together. If you don't, like she said, if you don't feel that fury that I feel after watching that video today, you need to check yeah. yourself. And it's 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 going to be a thing for time and time again. Just as Jerry said, we may not live to see the next generation, but it is our duty to do what it takes now to let them see like, oh, the folks in, you know, the generation from 2021, like they made it happen then. And we, we, we got to We got to step up to them just as we see for how it was for the folks that, you know, went through the whole civil rights era. A lot of those people Mm -hmm. are our folks, are our family still. I still have aunts and uncles who had, who had seen, who had marched, who had went through all of that, who were looking to their friends to be minority advocates, that they, they didn't have anybody to lean on. They had each other. So we have to use that now, if not more than ever in order for the next generation to see us and be like, we see what they did and we raise them. We raise that and we see them to push forward and to the next step. All right, y'all, this has been a beautiful episode of Black Table Read season two. Y'all make sure to check us out on all social platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Black Table Read. You can email us with questions or with any topic um, and suggestions that you all have at blacktableread at gmail.com. I am Lydia Iku, the queen of shade. <laughs> and this is Jerry's client, Mr. King Petty himself. <laughs> all right, y'all. We're going to catch y'all next week. 
Peace and love. Peace, y'all. Bye. Bye.